0: thank you and we worship you so much because of who you are. We welcome your presence in a special way this morning. Lord, even as I begin to speak your word to your people, Lord, I pray that you'll give me the creativity and the ability to speak as the oracles of God. And after I have spoken your word, Lord, I pray that you'll back it up with power and Lord, there, let there be nothing of Polycarp and all of you. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we ask and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you said hi to your neighbor with a smile? Turn to your neighbor with a smile. It's a beautiful morning and say hi. Yes, compliment them. It's not evil, it's a good thing amen <laughs> hallelujah praise the lord uh, pastor polycap is my name and uh, god has been shocking me and, and showing me things and I'm like lord uh, so one of the things that happened is I was at work and, and, and I was with the uh, with this English lad, and he was telling me how he was going to Brazil for a holiday, and he's been saving up and he said, Oh, when are you going for holiday? <laughs> I told him, I think I have like five or six years to go for a holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told him. Because according to my human understanding and my resources, it was not, it was just not possible because I have a family. And if I'm if I want to go, I'm talking about five, you know, like five air tickets and everything. So I just told him, uh, you know, I said, "You enjoy your holiday." Ah, as we shall stay here at Acts Church, praising the Lord. And uh, little did I know that I was in for a surprise. So I've, 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 I've got a, I've got a, I've got a little prayer altar that runs every day, and uh, and 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 the lord laid it upon upon my sister who was the mother of who is the mother of this young girl that was uh, that was speaking here and said uh, can we send polycap to uganda because there was a there was a conference called the consecration conference by that guy called apostle james kawalia now james kawalia uh, used to be a warlock and he served the devil for 24 years the devil used him tremendously to, 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 to affect the kingdom of God negatively. And one of his biggest achievements was uh, he was able to intercept a group of, uh, of, of prayer revivalists that, uh, that, 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 were, that had been praying, doing uh, this thing for 90 days for 90 days and and it was it was seen in the spirit that if they continue doing this it would it would unlock a revival that would affect the world for the next 70 years and so they met in the island i think he called it Seychelles they they met in the island there and when they met they gave him they said we have all this money that we need to give you we want you to go and gather a few of of other devil's agents and go and intercept these people, because should they continue this prayer thing that they are going, they are going to to open up a revival and it's not going to be good for us. And uh, I think they gave him, if I remember well, maybe five hundred thousand dollars. And uh, and you you Uganda being a country that is not so that is not so blessed financially, uh, these people infiltrated the prayer altar. They had a, apparently it was one guy with about 20 illiterate women, but there is a way they were praying every day consistently and things were starting to happen in the spirit realm. And uh, this, and you know, to keep, uh, you know, to long story short, uh, they start you know they start throwing money around the around the pastor and some of these these ladies and all of a sudden you know they think the lord is raining blessings and uh what they wanted to do was if they could find a way to infiltrate this and they couldn't you know they they couldn't well they had given the money but the prayers were continuing and uh, and they said one of the way you have to intercept it, you've got to get through to, to one, you've got to get to one of the of one of their hearts. And uh, apparently, they had been able to go into into the history of these people, and uh, and they found one lady that did not have a very good relationship with their mother. And at the end of the day, when they were arguing because the lady had discerned something was not okay, one of the ladies that had been sent told the lady, hey, why are you so angry with you, like your mother? And the lady got so offended. And that is how the prayer chain, that's how they were able to infiltrate. And one thing led to another. And uh, this guy Kawalia who, uh, who had spearheaded who had spearheaded a, a successful campaign in his own way he was going to he found out he was going to make to make his way to the place but the Lord encountered him and he he also realized that uh, now that he had finished he was going to be the sacrifice where he was going <laughs> they were going to sacrifice him and uh, the you know the Lord spared his life but now As I was saying people started people in that little prayer group started collecting money for me without my knowledge, they gave 150 pounds 100 pounds and I didn't know all this, and the Lord, you know, the Lord was doing something in the background and 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 they shared they shared with a few people here at church. And I I just want to thank some of you, if you know, like you got to know, because not everyone got to know, but the people that got to know, there are people that got to know that I was going, and the Lord laid it upon their hearts, and people gave 200 pounds, 200 pounds, 100 pounds, and man, I was loaded, I was like, Lord, Lord, you are good, you know? I had, I had enough money, more money, enough money to, you know, to take me and bring me back. And I had enough money to spend there. You know, I had extra money. I said, God, you are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. And, uh, and so as I went there, there are some things that I learned in this church of this guy. First of all, I was humbled. I thought I could pray. I found there are guys who could pray, guys who could seek the Lord, and then I realized if you seek God consistently and you and 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 you seek Him and you pray and you you walk right before Him, it's just a matter of time until God will show up. God shows up, and so God God is showing up in that place in a different way. Yeah. He's showing up people are being delivered you know somehow god told him do not do not televise the deliverances but if you get in there you know someone will come and pray and preach and then this man of god who spends most of his time in prayer and reading the word of god he will come and start teaching and then he will open his mouth and people will be flying breaking chairs and the spirit of god will start moving and people will be set free. You know, it was, ah, yeah. For the first time, for the first time, I saw someone get out of a wheelchair. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, people that had strokes, you know, were healed over time. And I was like, wow, God is doing something in this place. That's one of the things that I learned from that place. The other thing that I learned that I learned that I learned from from this place is. Uh, is th- there was a time because there's a lot of spiritual warfare going around, the devil will send agents there. He will send agents there to go and disorganize the atmosphere and cause confusion. And so this one time we had prayed a lot, done a lot of prayer and uh, and everything. And then he came and he said, if you are here and you are a devil's agent, you are Illuminati or whatever, I just want to let you know that your your mission has failed and he said the lord is the lord is the lord is also telling me this that you need to come and surrender at the altar because if you don't where you go your master is going to kill you and he said if you're here and you're a devil's agent come out and no one came out no one everyone refused to come out and then he used. Then he changed his. Sense, then he changed the, his wording. He said, "If you are here, and you were initiated, you were initiated for some reason, and you have been serving the devil. Maybe it wasn't your fault, but somehow you got brought into this thing. I implore you, come out." And I tell you, at least thirty people came out and stood at the front. And he started to pray for them and people were set free but it was the wording that he used if you go around calling people's devil's agents they are not going they are going to get offended but if if the lord gives us the right word and he said if you are initiated and you know because sometimes people do things it's not because they want but somehow they were they were tricked into this lifestyle and, and the Bible says to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world back to himself, not imputing their sin upon them. You know, that's how the Lord works. When the Lord comes to meet us, he doesn't come, to, you know, to, you, he doesn't come condemning us and saying you are the worst of them all. Because when you, when you do that to someone, they're going to get offended. They're going to feel judged. But Jesus Christ says, come as you are. as you are that's one thing that i realized and then this one then then the other thing that stood out for me the other thing that stood out for me is while we were there this one time he made an altar call and when he made an altar call he never used to to do a lot of a lot of altar calls because it's always you know like deliverance spiritual warfare and so about 50 people came and gave their lives to jesus christ that day now because he knew they were They had been in the world. One of the things that happened is, you know, he leads them into the sinner's prayer. They give their lives to Jesus. And I think in his mind, he was like, this one, since they have been on the other side, I need to cast out demons from them. And he started to pray his deliverance prayers. And we waited and no one manifested, nothing happened. These are people that had just given their lives to Jesus. Nothing happened. And we waited. We we're like, what is happening with the man of God? You know, yes. And then the and, and and then he realized these people had just given their lives to Jesus. God had cleansed them. They did not have any problem that is how powerful it is when someone gives their life to to what to Jesus Christ so in that very moment they were clean the Bible says when someone gives their lives to their life to Jesus the angels in heaven are throwing a party so the Lord cannot allow any demon to cause any problem. The, you know, that, that's what happens. That's why if you just give your life to Jesus and you die, you can go to heaven because there you have received, you received salvation. It is one thing, it's one it's, it's another thing altogether. You give your life to Jesus and you go and you start living a life that doesn't honor him, then these things can come and, and do what? And affect us. But the moment a sinner gives their life to Jesus Christ, wow, it is a powerful, powerful thing. I was, I was, I, I was humbled. Yes, and, and as I'm finishing about my Ugandan, my Ugandan experience, about three months before I, before I left, I had met, I had been introduced to a young girl. This young girl, her name was called Grace. From 2016, she had, she had gotten uh, these, uh, these spiritual problems. And this one time, she, she was getting like a bit of spiritual attacks. And this one time, a family friend came and, told, came and told the mother, let me take your girl to the hospital and help her. And the mother trusted the family friend and they took the little girl. And when they took the little girl, to her surprise, she ended up, they ended up putting her in a shrine. She was in a shrine. They did all these rituals to set her free. So she would be okay for like one day. And then the next day, like the things would continue. So things just got worse. And, she, and, she, and, she, and they took her, you know, a number of times and she got bound. The way it was, this girl would sleep for three days, three days to go into deep slumber. It was bad. And one of the things that would happen is when she would be sleeping, her hands would get stiff, like a dead person. And then the other thing that would happen to this little girl, there would be no pulse whatsoever. She would not be breathing. So I was introduced to this young girl to start to pray. I, I prayed, I, I started to pray for her. And you know, she would be, she, you know, she came back. She stopped sleeping for like three days. But one thing happened is every Sunday, every Sunday, she would sleep from 2016 she sleeps the whole day she wasn't supposed to go to church you are not supposed to carry her to church if you carry her to church she's breaking chairs windows and everything that's how bad it was and her hands got stiff to the extent that they broke two of her fingers trying to you know when she was in that state i mean there is no pulse she does not breathe through her nose so the first time i i sent you the lord the lord told me no don't give up on this girl i'll, I'll keep praying for her i'll keep praying for her and uh, this this particular time as i was praying for her you know the, the lord came through but uh, she said the man in white came around and the man in white told her what had happened. They had bought off her Sunday in the spirit realm her, so that she would never serve the Lord. She would go somewhere in the world of the dead and be serving and the, the list, the earliest she had woken up on Sunday from 2016 was, was 6 p.m. because she would sleep throughout. And, uh, and we had been praying. We'd been praying and that day I I went to start to pray for her I called her home when I called her home my parents. uh, My mother and my sister ran out of the room, because they were like we cannot sleep with the girl because, first of all, she's not breathing she's you know she's practically dead. So that Sunday morning came and I started to pray with to pray for her and when I started to pray for her. I was like, nothing is happening, Lord Jesus. Nothing was happening. And then, you know, I prayed and then I went, I I, I, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, you know, this was about 11. The girl was seated up. She was seated up on the bed but she was you know she was not fully back but she was you know she was seated and uh, and i came and we started to pray and i saw an angel of the lord who came and started removing all these things from her the rings and the and, and 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 the crown and everything and for the first time since 2016 this girl was up by midday by midday she was up and i wanted to thank everyone that contributed towards my journey that you helped Grace, you helped me, you know, to, to help Grace. I don't know why she had received so much prayer, but God, you know, she had gone to men of God, but God, God just somehow used me. I don't know why, and this girl was, she has, she, her Sunday is back. And when he was, yes, and, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, after that I told her, can you say a prayer to thank Jesus? And she just started crying. She cried for the whole day, and I, and I said, why are you crying? And she said, you don't know what I've been through. This was, she cried the whole day, and in the evening, she finally said, I don't know how to thank you, but my God in heaven, you know, bless you. And I was like, wow. So God is a wonderful God. I'm going to try very quickly to speak about the word of God today the word of God according to the book of John chapter one. I've taken a risk to try to preach about this word because a lot of people, all of you know know about John chapter one. He says the word of God, he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning, all things were made by him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and this life was the light of all men. Then it goes on to say, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it or has never comprehended it. And it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, of the, of, of the light that all men through him might believe. Might believe in that light. And then goes on to say, that was the true light of the world, which lights every man that comes into the world. Then he goes on to say, he was in the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him. But the world knew him not. He came to his own, but his own received him not. But to as many as received him, he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of the will of God the word dwelt amongst us and we beheld of his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth they are talking about the word what was interesting this this john gentleman when he's talking about the word when he says in the beginning was the word if you realize the word word has cups it's written with a capital w Yes, they got it right. It's not written with a... To, so what, 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 what he's trying to tell us that this word is personalized. It's a, he's not talking just, just a word, but he's talking about a person. That's why if, if you are to write my name as Polycarp, you'd have to start it with a capital P. And so they are telling us that in the very beginning, there was the word with capital W and he, he's, he's a bit confusing and then he's saying this word was standing this word was there you know as a person you know personalized and then he says and this word was with god so we all know that god is spirit the bible says god is spirit the father is spirit and the bible says they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth which means that there was the word here that you know that can be the spoken word and there was the father who is spirit and they are saying and the word was God so it's a bit confusing they are saying now there is the word then there is the spirit and then they are saying that you know that that this word was was God but he goes on to explain to explain it very well if you realize he, you know he, he he this this john this john man he 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 wrote he wrote because he had a revelation, a deeper revelation of who Jesus Christ was. He came, his his main aim was to, to reveal who Jesus was. And I and it was until yesterday, had never really, you know, like taken notice. I think he wrote the he wrote the most books after after Paul, because he wrote five books of the Bible. He wrote John, then he wrote first John, second and third John, and then he wrote the book of revelation so he's you know his he's, he you know he with when he's starting he's he's telling us about this word and then the lord gave me you know the lord took me you know get me an imaginary mind and 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 i was like the spirit because the spirit speaks spirit speak we, the only reason we are able to speak is because our spirit is speaking, but it's just speaking through this, uh, you know, this, this, this flesh. So the spirit spoke the word. The spirit who is God the Father spoke the word. And as he spoke the word, as the word came out of his mouth, that word, when he came out of his mouth, that word took on the form of flesh. That word became a person. That's just the way in, in the creation story, he said he just spoke and things happened. So when God spoke the word, the word, you know, the word took on flesh, the Bible says He, he came and dwelt amongst us and He was manifested. So we get to see that uh, as, as, you, as you read, you realize that he's talking about Jesus, and he's, and he's saying that this word was god amen i hope i don't uh confuse any of us but we're going to get there by the grace of god so as we continue you know as i was i was thinking you know reading about john now john this is john he was called the beloved John the beloved like the disciple whom Jesus loved. So John the beloved when he also starts to he, he starts you know John chapter 1 and he said this word this word came to came to the world the people did not know him but one of the things he noted he said he said this light which is which is the word it shines in the darkness the, this the light has always been shining and the darkness has never comprehended him. What he's telling that no matter how bad the situation is, no matter, I don't know whether there are 1,000 demons or 2,000 demons, they they are, they are trying to do things they could have wiped us out but they never quite realize how god has kept some of us how god keeps you know sustaining some of us because he has always had bad intentions but every time jesus christ this word has 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 has, has stepped in and intercepted he has been defeated so the bible is telling us this light shines in the Darkness and the darkness has never been able to comprehend the word. Hallelujah. Have I done a good job at uh, at confusing some of us? Don't worry, we it's going to end well. So, as we continue, John. This is John chapter. This is John chapter. This is John chapter. John chapter one. Then now we go on to John. To John uh, First John chapter one. It says that which was from the beginning, which we have had, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of God. For life was manifested and we have seen it and we bear witness and show you this eternal life. The father was manifested unto us and truly our our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things I write to you that your joy might be full. This is the message which we had of him and declare to you that god is light and in him there is no darkness at all so John chapter one, he starts by saying, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he's telling us about the word. And he's saying this word was the light, the light of all men, the light shines in darkness, the darkness does not comprehend him. He comes with another message in in first John chapter one. And he says that which was from the beginning. So John is revealing who Jesus is. Slowly by slowly he's uncovering who Jesus is. So now it's like his knowledge about Jesus Christ has done what has grown and his experience has grown. It's no longer too, you know, it's no longer too confusing. He's he's saying it very plainly here. He says that which was from the beginning which we have had, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life then he says for life was manifested and we have seen it so he's saying this life was manifested it became a man and john is saying and we have seen this light and then he says we go on to show you this eternal life which was with the father and now has been manifested unto us And then, you know, like the end of this, he says, this message we have had, this is the message which we have heard of him, and we declare to you that God is light. Remember in in John chapter 1, he's saying this light was the light of the world. Now he's very plainly telling you that God is light, and he's saying in him, there is no darkness at all. So he's, he's making it clear. His knowledge about the word is, is, is quite clear, and he's getting bolder and bolder as he's speaking about the word. Amen. So I got uh, you know, like I, I, I got to figure out as I was reading the, uh, as I was reading about the word, that uh, in the book, you, you know, like this John, what made this John so special? You know he this John does not talk so much about himself but but he comes and introduces you know John the Baptist who was a cousin to Jesus but as he's introducing today I don't want to talk about John the Baptist I want to talk about this man the caliber of man that John John the beloved was The Bible says you know like in the book of John that uh, that that, that there was something so special about about John that uh, you know they called him the disciple that Jesus loved. He had gotten close to Jesus that he had a personal relationship, and and they and they they call him John the beloved. Yet they were twelve disciples. So I'm going to draw an example from the Last Supper. What happens during the Last Supper, the Bible is telling us that, uh, that uh, you know, as Jesus is talking, and then he goes on to say, and there are 12 of you seated with me at the table, yet one of you is a devil. So they get confused. They are like, one of you is going to betray me. And there is commotion. There is commotion in the, you know, in the disciples. I read through the different the, the, the different scenarios because the, the Bible puts them differently, you know, like about, about the Lord's Supper. And then I got one story. And now the Bible is telling us that as they are seated, he's, uh, you know, he tells them, one of you is going to betray me. And there's a lot of confusion amongst the disciples. And then they go around. Around saying who is going to betray him, who then they go, then they go like maybe it's me, maybe it's not me, you know. They, they, they go like that, and then one of the things that, that they were concerned about was, Oh, now that the master is going to die, he's going to be who is going to take over him. These are things that were worried that were worrying the disciples. They also wanted positions who was going to take Jesus's place so that they could feel important. And as all that was going on, and Jesus told them, Jesus told them, what is wrong with you? He says, don't you know that the greatest in the kingdom is, is one that is going to be the least among you? He's going to serve. So we get to learn that when we come to Jesus, you can think, oh, you're going to come and sail your way to heaven. And, but but but, but uh, surprisingly for these disciples, the closer they got to Jesus, one of the things that came to him was. As they were going to be partakers of his suffering. The, it was going to take away your 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 status, and you are going to become nothing A best. You're going to become a servant and serve him. And so these things, you know, they disturb the disciples. They're like, we are ready to take over. And the man is saying, we are just going to be servant. So as all this is going on, yeah, as all this is going on, there was a guy called Peter who who had a very big mouth. You know, Peter is looking and this John the beloved, the Bible says he was lying in the chest of Jesus. He was so close to Jesus that he even had the audacity or the relationship was the Bible says he, you know, he lay in the he lay, he lay in the chest of who of Jesus. And and as I was reading, I found out that 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 now when he told them Peter, Peter knew that John was very close to Jesus. This is when I put all the things together. So he leaned out and asked John, Can you ask Jesus who? Who, who is this that is going to betray and John asked and Jesus privately told John he let him know the other disciples didn't know and he said it is the one who is going to dip his bread with me in the what in the same cup So John John is the only one of the disciples who knew what was happening He might have shared it with Peter and Peter Peter was Peter was disturbed he was like, but this guy I think he I think he was a bit jealous so he reaches out and then he says, now that it has been established and uh, and and then as as that as as that was finishing as uh, after judas after judas dipped the dip, dip the bread jesus leaned and told him you go and do what you're supposed to do because the bible says the devil had entered him at that particular time but you know it doesn't make sense but but the other disciples did not quite figure it out because they did not know privately but john the beloved knew and the bible said jesus followed him i don't know why jesus followed john the i don't know who was following the other but they had such a close relationship and you know, and as, you, as, as all this was, was happening, so when the disciples saw Jesus leaning into, Judah, into, you know, into Judas's, Judas, Judas, are telling him, go and do what you need to do, they thought because Judas had, had, had the little bag of money, he was the accountant or the treasurer, they thought Jesus was telling him, you go and give out that money to what? To charity. That's what they thought, but John knew. And then Peter looks, looks at John, and looks at Jesus and he says what about this one that's, that, that, that is uh, that's leaning that's leaning in your chest what about him what's going to become of, of him and Jesus Christ tells him of what business of what what business is it of you if he if he's even going to live to see the son of man come back that's you know that that's what jesus told jesus told peter he said peter it's none of your business he said if i will this guy is going to stay alive until he until i come back so now peter did not quite figure it out but so peter 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 then realized he was like oh jesus has said that john is not going to die so Peter went around spreading rumors John is not going to die John is not going to die so the rumor the rumor became the rumor went all over the place that John wasn't going to die but really what Jesus was telling him was a deeper a deeper truth that this John I think John was being prepared for the Patmos for the Patmos experience John was John was was being comforted and he was he was he was he was, he was being told. ...things are not going to be quite easy for you, and I think he was also being immortalized, because while the disciples went through a very hard time, and they were, they were killed, they were, they were crucified on the cross, some upside down, this John, this John the beloved, they tried to kill him, they used all ways to try to kill him, and they failed. They failed, they beat him, maybe they threw him down the cliffs and and history has it that they boiled him in oil. And when they boiled him in oil, the man refused to die. And they came to a conclusion, this guy is not one of us. So what did they decide to do? They decided to exile him to the island of Patmos. And it was while at this island of Patmos, years later, that he got the vision, he got the he, he was taken into the spirit, and he got the revelation of who Jesus Christ was. That is why Jesus was preparing him. The man could not die. I figured he was like one of these Marvel, Marvel superheroes. You know, guys, they get and then they hit on the rocks, then they drag them through buildings, but they just don't die. You know, they are, you know that's 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 kind of how of how he was and so every time you read he's talking about the beginning so it's like this john had a deeper revelation of who jesus christ was in at at first he's telling him you know he was you know he was in the beginning then he says now that which was the beginning and then in the book of revelation this is when john has has walked the walk and he has been you know he's been exiled he's living alone to me i'm thinking there is no ounce of flesh in him the bible says jesus christ then appears to him and this is when he has the patmos experience and one of the things that we can read we can read about the patmos experience is him now talking talking about you know the 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 revelation yes yeah it's here revelation this this now this is John John now he's in the book of Revelation he's no longer using sublime messages he he he, he, he he's speaking he has seen who this Jesus is and he says and he says now John now okay this what i wrote down he says now john is on another level here he has been in solitary and there is no ounce ounce of flesh in him jesus sent him the revelation and he signified it by his angel and to his servant john and in the bible he goes on to say this is revelation chapter one he says he bore record of the word of god and the testimony of jesus christ There is no sublime messages anymore. All is plain. In verse four, Jesus speaks and tells this John. And tells this John. And he says, write these things to the churches that are in Asia. He says, I am the one who was and is and is to come. He talks about the seven spirits. He said he talks about the, about the seven spirits that are from the throne of God. And the seven spirits of God are the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And then he said, he has made us this is john now speaking to us in revelations chapter one he says this this person this person has made us kings and priests unto god and his father And he says to him be all the glory and dominion forever and ever. He's telling us about the word that was in the beginning. This same word that he says, now he had seen and he had and he had handled. But now he goes on, he has had, he's had, he's having this experience with who Jesus is a deeper experience. And then he goes on to say, He has made us kings and priests. And to God and he says to him be all glory all dominion forever and ever and then he said he is coming with clouds and every eye shall see him and those who pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail before him when he comes we will not be able, you know, we will not be able to, I think the brightness of his glory is going to be too much that our flesh is not going to be able to to contain it. We will be running and saying, oh, you know, people will be crying because now this guy who was and is and is to come has come. And they are saying everyone, even those that killed him, they are all going to see him. He was saying, "Nothing that was made was made without Him." And then he goes on to say, "You know, I pictured at the first at the first time when he came, he came as the undercover boss. If you've watched, if, if you if, if you've watched the, he was he came as the undercover boss, disguised, and he was working. And people saw him and they despised him. But now he has come; he's not hiding himself anymore." And he says, he comes with clouds and every eye shall see him and also those who pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail before him. Then he says, I am alpha and omega. Yeah. He says, "I, the beginning and the end. So John, John at first was, was saying in the beginning, In the beginning was the word, that which was in the beginning, but now Jesus Christ himself is saying, I I was not just only in the beginning. He says, I am the beginning. And he says, I am the end and everything in between. Wow. Because he no longer has anything to hide. He plainly states it, I am the end says the Lord, which is and was and is to come. And in the book of Revelation, he says, I am the almighty. He says, all power belongs to me, the almighty. All power belongs to him. And then he, then he, goes, then he goes on to say, then he, then he now sees him. He said he had feet like fine brass, as if he had feet you know, his feet was like, like, like fine brass, as if, as if it burned like a furnace. A furnace, I don't know if, you, if you've seen a, a, a furnace. His feet alone, you know, was burning like a furnace. And, the, and, and then he goes on to say, then he then goes on to say, uh, oh, okay, yeah. We we're getting we are not we are not getting lost. Yeah? Uh his feet were like a like a yes. Oh. Before that he he goes on to say he goes on to say in verse 13, he said, In the midst of the throne, he said, Of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Sun was one like unto the son of man. So he sees someone and is like this one, is like unto the son of man. And then he says, He's clothed with the garment, and to and this garment goes all the way to his to his feet, and he has a golden girdle. This is this is like a big belt. You know, it was it was all gold and then he said his head and his hairs his hairs were like white wool white as snow and his eyes were like a flame of fire his feet were like the were like fine brass as if you know burned like a furnace And then he says, and his voice was like the voice of many waters speaking. And then, and then he goes, and then he goes. He says, his right hand had the seven stars, and out of his mouth went, you know, went a sharp, two-edged sword. And his countenance was like the countenance of the sun, and when the sun is shining in his full strength. Jesus Christ has appeared to John and you know, he's put all the cards, you know, he's put all the cards on the table. He's told him, I am the beginning, I am the end. It is me who was and is and is to come. So I don't know if you people knew who Jesus was, but this guy is revealing Jesus. He's saying now God is spirit, but when God, wanted to reveal himself to us he took on on the flesh and every time you look at jesus and you pray in the name of jesus you are praying in the name of the almighty he says in my name you will cast out demons. He says in the name, the Bible says, Jesus Christ was given a name that is high above every other name that at the sound of the name of Jesus, every knee and every tongue will confess of the things in heaven and the things on earth and the things under earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And in Isaiah, chapter 9, I think, verse 6, it says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, all these things. The Bible has been screaming, screaming it out, trying to tell us Jesus Christ is God. And he came in flesh to save us. This God who does not have any, you know, they say his light in him is not darkness at all. He humbled himself to the extent that he allowed all this darkness, all this sin to come unto him just to save you and me. And he says, today, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. So, I don't know what problem that you're going through, what kind of darkness you are facing, but the Bible is telling us that this Jesus, the Word of God, can shine in your darkness and destroy it, and the darkness will never understand what happened. And He says, now He calls all men to be saved. When he took on the name, he says, there is no any other name given in heaven or under earth by which men should be saved, but the name of Jesus. So I am introducing to you, in my own little understanding who Jesus is, according to Saint John, all eyes closed. Is there anyone here that would like to surrender their lives to Jesus. Thank you, my brother. I see that hand. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Every person here knows you has surrendered their lives to Jesus. And so, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the name That is high above Any other name The name That breaks chains The name that can Pull us out of the graves The name that translated Us from the kingdom Of darkness and brought us Into his marvelous light Right now we stand In that name And Lord Right now We speak And call out the name of Jesus that anyone here who has pain anyone here who has a headache anyone here who has a heavy heart right now in the name of Jesus we speak to every condition to bow to the name of Jesus We command all devils to leave the children of God right now in the mighty name of Jesus. All sickness lives right now in the name of Jesus. To those that are confused and they do not know what to do, where to go. The the, the world tells us, when I open the door, Jesus Christ says, no man can close so right now in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and declare that let those be opened in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit of the Living God move upon your people Lord. those that have lost their first love let it be restored and renewed and let us know that Jesus Christ is Lord father we give you all the glory We surrender everything to you we lift you up on high we say thank you thank you for loving us with an everlasting love thank you for humbling yourself and coming and just being like one of us and taking taking on our sin carrying our cross and so we come to you and we say thank you Jesus we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you so much. Shall we stand? <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor Polycop. You need prayer today. Polly's right here. We're gonna be praying with whoever needs prayer today in Jesus' name. Amen.